The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation. Hoop-ball.com. Go find us on Twitter at Hootball Gaming also. If you need some fantasy basketball information and blurbs and whatnot, at Hootball Tweets is going to be for you. Go over to that website, check out the premium content, check out the free stuff, the forums, the blurbs, the news and injury blurbs. Pretty much a live ticker of NBA news. All-star break is going to be done after today. So it's time to get back into the thick hog meat of the NBA. I'm going to talk about my show's sponsor today, manscaped.com. Go over to that website, manscaped.com. You use promo code Hoop ball 20 H O O P B A L L two zero. You can get 20% off and free shipping. Very much so recommend getting the lawnmower 3.0 anti tug technology built in led light. So you can trim in all the places you can reach the crevices you need. You can take care of your ear and your nose hairs with the Weed Whacker too, as well. Weed Whacker's got a lithium battery in it, dual motors. Again, anti-tugless technology. That's one of the best things that Manscaped does. They create all these tools and all these apparatuses, apparatus I, with this awesome anti-tugless technology. I'd recommend checking out the Complete Care Kit also. It's going to have those items plus some. It's going to have some beard balms, shampoo for us men, a couple different uh, things. I believe a pair of moisture-wicking underwear. Check out the deodorants and the scents and all that good stuff too. Let them know we sent you though. Hoop ball. 20 H O O P B A L L 2-0. Get your lawn mode. Who ballers, we got an exciting show today. It's gonna be a little shorter, a little more to the point and brief. I've already got two plays loaded into the wager pass for today. So we're gonna talk about some picks and analysis that I like. We got conference tournaments starting up. It's Tournament Tuesday. Also two for Tuesday. So all the bets that I talk about will be two-unit bets. And then conference tournaments. Conference tournaments. We have some tickets punched already. I knew I should have wrote these down, but I'm going to try to go off the top of the noggin. Let's see. We got Liberty. We got Moorhead State. We've got... uh, Man, I knew this was going to happen. Liberty, Moorhead State, Winthrop for the Big South. Man, I got the Atlantic Sun. Oh, we got Appalachian State from the Sun Belt Fun Belt. Liberty from the Atlantic Sun. Winthrop from the Big South. UNC Greensboro just clinched her ticket last night from the SoCon. Moorhead State from the Ohio Valley Conference. 
I believe that's all right now. There's going to be a couple championship games tonight. We've had quite a few number one, number two seeds already get knocked off in conference tourneys. So I think the underdogs are going to be probably hitting at a decent clip. This conference turn, this postseason is going to be weird. It's po- it's in the era of COVID. It's post-2020. It's all going to be weird. It's going to be March weirdness, not March madness. March weirdness. We have selection freaking Sunday this Sunday. Probably my favorite day of the calendar year. I love selection Sunday. Gonzaga and BYU looking strong in the Western Conference Championships. Got a couple of underdogs taking each other on in the CAA. Between Drexel and Elon. Elon had a pretty big upset last night to get to the finals. Without further ado, let me just go ahead and jump into these college basketball scores. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Monday night's recap because today's Tuesday stuff slate is going to be a little, you know, smaller. Some really great values some games that I really, really like. This is a perfect slate for a two for Tuesday. We got the MAAC tournament starting. Got the Southland tournament. McNeese State's going to be in action. Drexel and Elon in that championship game for the CAA. I'm feeling Drexel in that one. Big West is starting the first round. Like a couple of underdogs in that one. Got Southern Miss and Rice in the first round. I hate that Middle Tennessee State and Florida International was canceled. Middle Tennessee State gets to advance because of an uncontested game. Well, they were the the team that I was going to be betting against in the Florida International game, so it sucks that that one was canceled. Nonetheless, I'm going to run through the card. Um, but first let me here, I'm backtracking. Uh, y'all know I do this quite often, so I apologize, but I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything of note. Oh yeah. Cleveland state wager pass guys, uh, subscribers and gals and whatnot. Uh, we had a sweat fest in the Cleveland state game, Cleveland state winning their semifinal matchup against Milwaukee to get to the finals in the Horizon League. They're the favorite. They're the number one seed. They shouldn't have struggled as much, but they were down six at half. They got down as many as 12 or 13. We had it at minus three and a half to Cleveland State. They come back to cover by six somehow. Oral Roberts upset the number one South Dakota State seeded team in the Summit League. We had a small minor upset between Ryder and Canisius. Canisius getting knocked out of the tournament. Um, Northern Kentucky losing to Oakland last night in the Horizon League Championship, uh, the semifinals. So Oakland is going to be meeting up with, uh, excuse me, uh, Cleveland State today. Expect a ton of three-point shooting in that matchup is what I'm saying. Uh, North Dakota State pulling off a four-point win against South Dakota in the Summit League uh, other semifinal. So, some amazing action. Um, And you know what? I just thought about something else. I'm probably going to talk about some spring training baseball today, too. I've been starting this baseball article where Blake and I cover every single MLB team. We talk about some key additions, key losses, and key prospects. And I want to talk about some spring training ball. I think we're going to have a couple games today that will warrant some attention. I've been starting to make some picks and gaining some MLB data. I know it's still spring training and we got a couple weeks till the opening season. But you know what? It's still baseball. All right. But first... Let's go ahead and jump into this one o'clock game against Miami and Pittsburgh. All right, Miami, Pittsburgh. I am on the side of Pittsburgh. They are three-point favorites. Miami is going to be down a ton of people. 
a ton. You know, I say a ton, but, you know, four, what was it? Four or five guys are definitely out. So they got a lot of depth pieces missing. Now, there is one huge loss, John Hewley. Oh, I almost, I almost had an opportunity at an awesome, unintentional dad joke right there. It's a huge loss in John Hewley. And he is important to Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. Important to their rebounding and their interior physical uh, ness. But it's nothing compared to what Miami's going through. Pittsburgh still does have um, Champagne. They've got a couple other guys that have been in there for a year now, a year or two. They've got, you know, same old coach and Mr. Jeff Caples. Uh, good coach, real good coach. Um, and, you know, the depth of Pittsburgh, I think, is going to be what breaks the straw of the camel's back um, for Miami. Miami's been struggling with these depth issues for a while now, and I think this is just where we're going to see it fully take effect. Pittsburgh minus three in the first round of the ACC tournament. I've actually, man... I'm picking a few underdogs in these under in these uh, tournaments, these conference tournaments, because, well, like I said, we've seen some success between the dogs um, early on, and here's another another thing is there's just immense value all the way around. You know, I'm looking at Virginia waiting for the winner of a team and uh, of a game, and I. Something's telling me that I don't think Virginia wins their one and only, you know, or their first game in the ACC tournament. I think they lose um, after kind of sitting in the wayside, playing bad to end the season. Uh, Nova's another team I'm concerned about. The loss of Gillespie, and I'm cross-referencing tournaments here, and I need to stick with the ACC, but I'm just thinking out loud because I'm so freaking excited about conference tournaments. It's just an amazing time of the year. Um, not only was I able to get, uh, a good week off in, at the end of March, which is something I've always been wanting to do in my adult life is just take off and then enjoy a bunch of college basketball. But you know, my day off in the week is Friday. So I'm going to have all day Friday, the first day of the tournament to just sit in front of a couple different screens. Like I've been wanting to do, and I've been bartending in the last few years. So, uh, I've been pretty much bartending, you know, March Madness and conference tournament plays. You know, it was so tantalizing. I was downtown Kansas City bartending and all these crowds of, you know, fans that were coming from all over, Iowa State fans, you know, for the Big 12 tournament. We're just coming in after each and every game, coming in to have drinks. And, you know, there I was down, just down the street from the Sprint Center getting it rubbed in my face. Um, so I'm just glad that I'm going to be able to intake so much basketball and it's coming at a really great time. So, um, nonetheless, that's enough about me. Uh, like I said, Pittsburgh minus three Boston college and Duke. I am, you know, for tally site purposes, I'm picking Duke straight up. Obviously. I mean, they're a 12 and a half point favorite, so it's not a money line bet. I'm telling you to go take i uh, you probably wouldn't it would be very hard to make a dollar <laughs> i mean if you got five hundred dollars to drop on the duke money line so you can make like 80 i think is it's I, that's probably not the most exact math but i'm just using a general uh example duke wins you know boston college already pretty bad already very inefficient one of the most inefficient offenses in all the land. Um, they're they're down a couple more guys as of late and as of recently, so they're struggling. They're struggling big time. Iona Quinnipiac. Um, I have a feeling Quinnipiac goes ahead and gets the upset win here. They are technically the higher seed, um, so they're the home team. Iona. First year under Rick Pitino, a little underwhelming. I thought that they were going to do a little bit more. They retained players. They got a couple out of the transfer portal. So I'm guessing that next year is going to be when Rick Pitino decides to get his team to, you know, 
have a full season, win 20 wins, all that good stuff. Iona, Quinnipiac, this will be an entertaining game. I don't think there's going to be a blowout either which way. I say that, and that's probably what's going to happen. 4 p.m. Central Time, MAAC first round. Iona, Quinnipiac. I'm leaning Quinnipiac. 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. McNeese State at Southeast Louisiana. I say at, but, you know, these are all neutral site games because of the tournament play. Southland Tournament, first round, McNeese State. These numbers, first of all, I'll just jump into it. I'm on the over of 147 in this game, and that is a two-unit play. 2.2 units to win two. McNeese State allows their team, or I'm sorry, allows their opponents to shoot a godly number from effective field goal percentage. Now the problem is Southeast Louisiana only shoots 45.7% as a team from the effective field goal percentage standpoint. McNeese allows or I'm sorry, McNeese scores 53.2% on the effective field goal percentage scale. I love that the fact that this open around game offers me an opportunity to bet on this McNeese team. I think I only have one or two incorrect picks out of seven or eight, maybe nine McNeese picks this year. I mean, I've picked them really well. I said that last time in the last pick I submitted for wager pass involving the Cowboys of McNeese State, but it, it didn't work. So that happens sometimes, but I'm looking for a bounce back spot here. I love this spot against Southeast Louisiana. Um, Southeast Louisiana does not score a lot of points per game. So we're going to need a major uptick opportunity of which they'll be getting against McNeese for the over to hit. If McNeese can score, you know, 70 points, I think that, and I think that's very highly likely. The offense is going to have to shoot lights out. Uh, Putting up 70 points is very, very, very uh, possible. I'd like to remind you that these conference tournaments are tricky and the underdogs have started off pretty hot but this is just a purely good matchup for McNeese State's offense. I like the likelihood of an excess amount of calls, foul calls, to be very high throughout the duration of the ball game. I think both teams are going to foul a lot, which you know will stop the clock, get us to the you know charity stripe. And uh, Southeast Louisiana usually earns a lot of their points from the free throw line as a team. So – on the other hand, though, McNeese does an above-average job at keeping opponents off of the charity stripe. But both teams rank 330th or worse in opponent shooting efficiency, so I expect the two offenses to have heightened success. So keep an eye out. Both teams allow droves of points. The total has come down five points from the previous time these two teams met up. Um you know, they scored in the 90s. Both teams did last time these two teams played. So what we're looking to shed quite a bit of points. You know, that's a, that's a big gap to jump. So I like the over. I feel in the over in this one. I'm going to do 2.2. <clears throat> excuse me. units to win two, one over 147. I'm back in McNeese State tonight at minus two. Going to have four, a possible four units we could win in this matchup featuring Southeast Louisiana and McNeese State. And as of the time of me recording this, which is, you know, right around 8 o'clock, started at about 7.40, 7.50 a.m. Central Standard Time. The line for McNeese State, excuse me, is already to minus 3. 
So there's been a lot of movement. Minus two and a half still in some spots. But the uh, the total, the total's come down to 145. So you know what? You might be able to excuse me. Might be able to find some value depending on what pick and what play you want to go with. Long Beach State, Cal State, Northridge. You know, early in the Big West Conference, Long Beach State was a decent team. Their offense was clicking. They were hitting some shots. They had guys scoring more than a couple. Northridge was like an auto-fade team. You could just pick a bet against them, and you are probably good to go. It's completely flipped. Northridge... Northridge completely flipped their conference season around. Um, they finished five and nine. Um, they're the higher seed in this matchup. But here, here's my opinion. It's not very big. I don't, I don't have a big opinion on this. I believe I picked Long Beach State straight up on tally site. But both money lines... Both money lines are pretty close. So I'm not really looking at too, too much. The one thing that I will be looking at is possibly the under 153 and a half. Uh, It started at 154. Both of these offenses are just pretty inefficient. My problem is, are their defenses going to be good enough to allow those inefficiencies to continue. So, Elon and Drexel, just talking about these two teams. This is going to be, okay, I, I, I always do this with the small schools, and you know it, y'all know it, so, I mean, just deal with it. Um, but Elon and Drexel, I think this has a chance to be the matchup of the night. This is a championship game. Two teams that have to win if they want to participate in March Madness. There is a lot on the line for these two teams. And they're going to play like it. I love this Drexel team. I really, really, really liked what I saw last night from them. Um, shout out to, I believe his name is, uh, yeah, it's James Butler, Vernon Butler's son, who is the second leading all-time rebounder in Navy history behind the Admiral David Robinson. So Vernon Butler, James Butler's father was a hooper way back when, um, he had broken a lot of Navy records before the guy named David Robinson, the hall of famer came rolling through there. But, uh, James, yeah, James Butler last night uh, reached a thousand career points. He hit, he went over a uh, thousand career points. I uh, was watching the game when it happened, and that was a really cool thing. Tweeted it out. So if you missed it and you want to go ahead and give me a heart and a like on it, go for it. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm really liking this Drexel team. They have. A couple different guards that play some really good defense. They rebound really well as a team. They're aggressive with their hands on defense. I just think that the level of, oh, you know, I can't even really say the level of, not competition, but what is it? Quality of talent. And it's, it's not that huge of a gap, but what is big is, you know, the production of which that talent produces. And so as I'm looking here, you know, we have Elon and I'm using team rankings, which I do a lot. Elon, the 208th ranked team, Drexel 153. I'm seeing a spread right now of minus three. If you get that key number, that's phenomenal. Uh, It's what I did with Drexel. No, 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 I'm sorry. Drexel was a pick last night. Uh, That was another team I was thinking of. Um, But, you know, Drexel 
and I'm going to pop open some numbers right here and do a little breakdown for y'all live while recording. I don't believe, yeah, there's nothing on the injury report. Uh, both teams healthy. Let's run a general overview. And I'm not going to do a full, full, full breakdown, but, you know, Elon's going to have to stop Drexel from shooting really effectively. Elon typically holds opponents under 50%. Drexel holds opponents right at 50%. Offensive rebounds is pretty much even. Steals per game. Elon averages one per. Um, the fouls are going to be huge. Elon averages almost 20 a game. And Drex only commits 15.6 personal fouls per game, so a big advantage there. Look for Drexel to maybe make a living at the free throw line, especially late in the first half, late in the second half. I noticed last night Drexel was in the bonus with about seven minutes to go, so they are good about creating contact and getting to the foul line. Now here's a big discrepancy, two of them. So assists per game, 15 Point four in favor of Drexel to Elon's 10.9. The average score margin is plus four and a half for Drexel, minus a half point for Elon. Now, Elon allows 65.9 points per game, which is pretty low, but they only score 65.9. Drexel averaging 71.9 a game, shooting 54.3 from an effective field goal percentage standpoint, 48 and a half for Elon. So I'm looking for some major downticks for Elon to struggle here against this aggressive Drexel defense. I think the physicality of what Drexel does on the inside is going to be important. I think they're going to continue to feed James Butler in the mid-range. The kid's got a really smooth jumper. He hit two or three threes last night. His thousandth career point came on a three from the left mid uh, top part of the key and it just hit nothing but the very bottom of the net. And the kid's really talented. I like what he offers this Drexel team on both sides of the court. And, uh, yeah, if you missed it, I like Drexel in this game. If if you get it at that key number of minus three, um, I think that's absolutely huge. I like that number. I think we roll with it. And let's continue to just roll with Drexel. Um you know, they're looking to make their first appearance in the NCAA tournament, I believe, since 2012. <clears throat> Don't quote me on that. If you do, let me know if I'm wrong. But um, the three-point shooting for Drexel, you know, is the same last night. They had a downtick that they were looking at, but they still hit their shots. I said, you know, if they hit their shots, uh, what was it? What did I exactly say? I said if they shot, for, uh, I think it was like 48%, and they hit, six threes, then they were going to win the game. Well, I'm pretty sure they did both of those. So it's going to kind of be the same thing tonight, you know, for me, because Alon does have a down tick that they're going to offer Drexel on three-point shooting. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I said. They needed to make six three-pointers in, in addition to shooting at least 48% from the floor. So, with that being said, I'm on Drexel tonight. The Dragons. Wake Forest, Notre Dame, back to the ACC. Be real brief on this one because two of these team, these two teams are just meh. Wake Forest plus eight, I'm into it. In my brackets for conference tournaments to be contrarian and try to get myself set apart, I did pick Wake Forest to beat Notre Dame. That's not me telling you to go pick Wake Forest on the money line of what they got to be like plus. I'm pulling it up right now. What are they going to be plus three something? Plus 295 on the money line. Yeah, so I'm not telling you go play a plus 295 money line dog, but what I am saying about it is this Notre Dame team's offense is not 
potent enough, in my opinion, to bury this Wake Forest offense enough to cover the spread. I have a huge feeling about the fact that Wake Forest just wins this game outright. I'm, But like I said, that's mostly on the criteria of underdogs performing really, really well so far in the early parts of conference tournament play. And I could see Notre Dame being a team that gets bounced in the first game. So there's my brevity on that. Real brief. Wake Forest plus eight. I like it. Mount St. Mary's and Bryant. This is a tough one. Excuse me. So is that frog. Well, y'all got to experience that, so... They make mute buttons for a reason, but my I got so many tabs open, so I apologize. <laughs> Mount St. Mary's and Bryant. Northeast Conference Tournament, the final. I, you know, I love this Mount St. Mary's team. Their offense is just so inefficient. I was hoping to see Wagner in this spot. I loved the Wagner team, but... Bryant, I think it's just Bryant's going to be able to roll with the, how bad that offense at Mount St. Mary's is. Now, Bryant's defense does allow 82 points a game, but this conference tournament, they've been playing significantly better. They've been making shots a lot more difficult to come by. And, you know, I've got Bryant straight up. And uh, for my tally site picks, I'm not sure if I have a big opinion on the total or on the spread. So ultimately, from a betting standpoint, what it sounds like is this is a punt game for me. But again, check this game out. Watch some Mount St. Mary's. Watch some Bryant. You you know, if it's not something you're normally into, try a different palette. You're going to have to look at these teams and get some research and data points for for the March Madness tournament coming up. So what better way to collect data than to actually just watch the teams and watch basketball? After my 0-4 day on Saturday with Hootball, those in the Discord server knew that I took, you know, I distanced myself a little bit, and I just sat in front of a TV, and I watched basketball. I didn't make more picks. I did not submit plays Sunday for the wager pass. I watched basketball. And guess what? Monday night, I threw out a 2-0 plus 3-unit play. So watching basketball definitely helps. I love getting my eye test, you know, and my eyes rechecked, um, gaining perspective. It helps. I mean, because you can look at all the numbers you want, but whenever you're biased and you're handicapping and you're trying to find one side or the other, you don't really see that stuff come to life. And then you watch the game and you're like, man, those are the numbers that I ignored. But look at the outcome. Look at how they're winning this game, how they're losing this game. You know, it's all connected. So the eye test is very, very important for handicapping, in my opinion. You've got to be knowledgeable about the numbers that you're digging into. You know, you you can spew all the numbers out you want and talk all about the numbers, but, you know, you got to understand where they go and how they do it and what they're trying to accomplish. So, Oakland, Cleveland State, this is a matchup featuring a couple of good offenses. Cleveland State, minus two and a half. It's under three. Uh, you know, after last night's scary sweat, I mean – why not just get involved in another one with Cleveland State again tonight under three, under one, you know, it's under one possession technically. Under the key number. Over under 138. Not sure I have a big opinion at all on that. But, you know, Oakland can light it up from three. They can light it up from all over the court. But 
you know, if they just miss a few shots, if Cleveland State, you know, comes out firing the way they should, playing defense the way they should have last night, but even though they struggled, you know, they Cleveland State struggled in two games in a row now in the Horizon League. So I am a little leery and on the more side of caution for them covering this game versus Oakland. But nonetheless, they have their criteria, the numbers, the uh, uh, advantage, the depth in the team to win against Oakland and to cover that two-and-a-half-point spread. I could see them winning by a couple of buckets. You know, their free throws late in the game last night is what helped them. They hit a couple of key threes. Cleveland State is the number one seed for a reason. So look for Cleveland State to roll against Oakland tonight. I think they're going to come in a lot more locked in. They realize their season was almost over last night, and I don't think they're going to want to experience that tonight. So look for Cleveland State to roll to getting their ticket punched for the NCAA tournament. Manhattan and Fairfield, an MAAC matchup. I'm not really feeling either which way. Manhattan, the Jaspers have been really hard to handicap all season long. They either come out and score a ton of points or they crap all down their leg and score hardly any. Fairfield is the underdog in this one. They're catching a point and a half. I'm leaning on the side of Fairfield just winning outright because I think the underdogs in this MAAC tournament are going to have some success because that's kind of just how it's been all year in this conference. So looking at a Fairfield underdog play as a slight, 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 not locked in, lean, nothing concrete, just ideas. Southern Miss and Rice. Rice is a four-point favorite against Southern Miss in the first round of the Conference USA Championship. I, you know, I have Southern Miss on my do not bet list. But this Rice team, they can score a lot of points, and Southern Miss does not play a ton of defense. But ultimately, I got to stay disciplined. We are hitting conference tournament in March Madness. It's March. So let's go ahead and just punt. I'm going to continue to be disciplined and keep Southern Miss on my do not bet list. I got a couple of Conference USA teams in there. Um, Just some really difficult teams to get a grasp on. Moving on to the Summit League Championship final. The number two seed, North Dakota State, taking on, I believe, Oral Roberts is the number four seed, four or five, something like that. All I know is they beat the number one seed last night in South Dakota State. Now they got to take on North Dakota State. And, you know, this is uh, both of these teams are equally ranked, equally matched, 15 and 10 on the record uh, for Oral Roberts, 15 and 11 for NDSU, 11 and 5 for NDSU in the summit, and 10 and 5 for Oral Roberts in their conference. One and a half point spread. Real close line, really equally ranked teams. And Oral Roberts with a buzzer-beating putback with tenths of a second, I think it was, last night. Um, winning in exciting fashion. You know, I've got to lean Oral Roberts here. They're riding high off of that win. It took a lot of energy and a lot of guts to get it done, but... They knocked off the number one seed, and now they're pretty determined. I think it'd be awesome to have Oral Roberts in the tournament, you know, uh, representing my home state of Oklahoma. Oral Roberts, a nice Oklahoman institution. So looking for the underdog to get it done here in the final of the Summit League Championship. My only worry is their interior defense against North Dakota State. North Dakota State really really, really advanced with their talent and their size. Um, They're multi-talented big men. The floor spacing, the stretching ability, all of it. Given a big, big old slight middle size, medium, I'd say hefty medium lean to Oral Roberts. Houston Baptist, incarnate word. Houston Baptist minus one and a half point favorites. This is the Southland tournament. 
It's another first-round matchup. We talked about McNeese and Southeast Louisiana State already. This one is a little less uh, exciting for me. I have less conviction on it. I have less opinion on it. Houston Baptist, I could see them winning this game, though, against Incarnate Word. Uh, Worst record, but for some reason they are the favorite, minus one and a half. So um, no huge opinion at all on it. I would slightly lean to Houston Baptist winning. I believe I've got them picked outright on tally site. So if that tells you anything, there you go. Cal Poly, Cal State Fullerton. Okay, so Cal Poly was just the walking mat, the doormat of the Big West Conference this year. But Cal State Fullerton, in this specific matchup against probably the worst team in the Big West, is in a weird spot. They're they're seeing down ticks in pretty much every measure. I believe Cal Poly has a really good shot of covering the game here. Ultimately, I believe Fullerton wins, but I think Cal Poly keeps it really close, and it's going to be one of these games that just it's going to come down to the last couple of possessions. I've got the over of 140.5 as my play in this game. And my thinking on that is, you know, both defenses allow a ton of offensive rebounds. And then on top of that, the shooting uptick for both teams. You know, look, listen to the upticks that Cal Poly is going to be getting as a shooting offense. You know, their three-point offense is going up to 38% from 30%. They're going to see an uptick up to 52.5% rendered by this Fullerton defense, up from 43.1% within the two-point percentage. Their overall shooting percentage is going from 38.3% to 47.7%. You know, Cal State Fullerton ranks, you know, 300th or worse in a lot of different defensive categories. Cal Poly is actually going to give Fullerton a run for their money, seeing as there's expected downticks for Cal State Fullerton in some spots. More downticks for Fullerton than Cal Poly. So a big part of me really wants to go with Cal Poly on the spread, maybe even a little money line action. I know I'm probably going to pick Cal Poly in both of those regards on tally site because I don't think it's going to be a popular pick at all. And I'm going to roll with Cal Poly, I believe. And I'm also going to roll with the over. I just like the narrative, or I'm sorry, not the narrative, but I, I like the numbers that, are you know the narrative that the numbers are creating, so to say? Um, offensive rebounds going to be huge. Cal State Fullerton allows almost ten a game. Cal Poly grabs six and a half a game, so that you know they'll probably have an opportunity to get up there and get a few extra rebounds. I believe both teams are. Yeah, both teams are going to foul a lot. So, I mean, we're looking at both teams being able to be in the bonus with like, you know, six minutes left in either half. So, Cal Poly, Cal State, Fullerton. Last game is BYU and Gonzaga. Gonzaga's won 22 straight games by double digits or more. They've won 29 in a row. BYU is, uh, you know, they they won against Pepperdine last night, but Pepperdine covered. So, I, you know, it's the one seed, it's the two seed. Gonzaga's 13-point favorites. This BYU team's in the tournament. You know, they're in the bracket. If Gonzaga beats this BYU team by 15, I mean, I, this Gonzaga team is just, I, I you know, <laughs> they're just rolling everybody. I, and, you know, we can talk about their conference and whatnot, but they did it in non-con. They purposely scheduled a grueling non-con schedule 
So I, I don't want to hear the Gonzaga antics this year about they don't play anybody. They played Iowa. They they beat Iowa. They played Kansas. They beat Kansas. There is another team in there. I mean, they they purposely set their non-con up this year, you know, to do that. 13 is a lot of points for me in a championship game featuring two teams that are going to be representing their conference in the NCAA tournament. BYU plays some really good defense. But so does Gonzaga. So for me, this is a no opinion type of game. I'll watch it. And I'll be keeping a close eye on it. But ultimately, a punt from me. So, with that being said, we have the CAA ticket that will be punched tonight. The Northeast Conference that will be punched tonight. Oakland, Cleveland State, one of those two teams are going to get their ticket punched from the Horizon League. We got the Summit League Championship, Oral Roberts in North Dakota State. Then we got BYU and Gonzaga in the final of the West Coast Conference. So what, we got one, two, three, four, five tickets getting punched to the March Madness Tournament tonight. Yes. Yes. And out of those, all right, those five teams that are getting their tickets punched, I'm going to go ahead and guess them. I'm going to make the pick. I am going to roll with... Drexel out of the CAA, Bryant out of the Northeast Conference, Cleveland State out of the Horizon League, Oral Roberts out of the Summit League, and I will go Gonzaga out of the West Coast Conference. I might throw a little tiny conference championship, you know, ticket punch parlay together. So, well, y'all saw how my parlay went last night. If you follow me on Twitter at D-A-L-E-007, if you're not, please do that now. Also, follow the show at Hootball Gaming. So, yeah, those are my five picks on the five championship games. That's the college basketball card. Let me go ahead and wrap up the college side and transition over to some brief spring training talk. Just kind of give some opinions on what is going on today. See if we got some exciting stuff to look forward to. So I'm just kind of going to glance here. Washington and Houston. You got Strasburg and Lance McCullers facing each other. That'll be a fun little matchup. Spring training, but... You know, and I say that, but I think this spring training is going to be a little bit different. I think there's going to be a lot more ramp up and a lot more players, you know, playing more than what you'd see just because of the weird shortened off season, the transition from 2020 to 2021, the new protocols and everything. I think you're going to see the stars playing a little bit more. Then... I was also interested in seeing how Sonny Gray pitched against his former team, the Dodgers. And then we got Kansas City and Seattle. That's going to be a fun one. It's going to feature a lot of good prospects. Bobby Witt, the hit junior, Kansas City's top prospect, hit a 484 run or home run, foot home run last night. Massive dinger. Seattle. They got tons of prospects, tons of exciting young talent. Would love to watch that game. Colorado as an underdog plus 107 against Arizona has a ton of value for me. I think the underdogs are going to be presenting a ton of value in spring training. San Diego plus 105 against the White Sox. Blake Snell, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn went to the White Sox in the offseason. Look at these guys. Got the Cards and the Mets. The Cardinals are plus 135 against the Mets. That's a pretty good value. Philly and Toronto. Baltimore, Minnesota. 
Baltimore, they're probably going to be a mess this year. Not trying to do any spoiling over here, but Blake and I do have that baseball article coming out that we're working on. He just finished his Dodgers write-up. I inserted the Pirates and the Braves. Really liking that. Boston was fun to talk about. I wrote about Boston. They're playing Tampa Bay today. I like for them to get a win. Bobby Dalbeck. Bobby Dalbeck Jr. That was my best Boston accent. Bobby Dalbeck. That was terrible. I know. I'm sorry for your East East Coastner ears. Something about a cab and parked the car. Packed cat. I think that's how they say it. Anyways, plus 135 for Boston today. That ain't shabby. I'm looking at that a little bit. Yeah, like I said, some general overview of spring training. Just wanted to point out some teams that I'm looking at. I like Milwaukee early in the year. Um, they just signed Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, they're getting Lorenzo Kane back from last year's team. He opted out. Then there's... Uh, you know, the fact that the defense upgrade and Colton Wong will be there. So Milwaukee, you know, secretly got a little bit better this offseason. I'm really, really liking this Kansas City team this year. The amount of pieces that they added was just ridiculous. Um, they added a lot of veteranship. They added speed for their infield offense and defense. They added some good gloves out in the outfield, a uh, little upgrade in hitting. So they lost all the terrible pitching arms that were inflating their team numbers last year. They actually got more quality arms in for starting pitching and relief pitching. So, yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, that, that'll do with the show. Tomorrow, Vince is going to be on. We got NBA returning. We do apologize for the lack of show on Monday, but, you know, there's just there's no NBA. And, you know, we, we could have talked some college ball, but, you know, we want you to miss us every now and then. And then, you know, we got lots to talk about here this week. So don't forget to use those promo codes. Use your promo code my I'm sorry, hoopball20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com. You use hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, at mybookie.ag. Take advantage of the bracket challenge that they got going on. I'm going to be doing it. Bracket season's upon us. You can go over to mybookie.ag, use that promo code, bet, win, and get paid. Hoopball will get you hooked up over there. Also, I am putting together, and I've already got a rush of people in, but I put together a conference tournament group on CBS Sports. A lot of hoop ballers jumped in, a lot of other Twitter handicappers, a lot of different podcast network folks. I'm just looking to get a big old group together to pick some conference tournament games, to pick the big games. So if you as a hoop baller are interested, if you listen to this podcast, if you follow us on Twitter, if you... Go to the website, if anything, and it, you want in, holler at me on Twitter, at D-A-L-E-007. Feel free to DM me. Feel free to tweet at me. Feel free to comment on the tweet that I sent out last night, the thread. I'll probably retweet it throughout the day today, so it's there. But jump in, join in, make some picks against some professionals, get your clout. Probably going to have a cash prize, a little giveaway action for the winner. Gauging the interest of everyone who joins up to see what everyone wants to do. I've had a lot of people asking about buy-in. 
I originally didn't set a buy-in because for me, it was going to be for bragging rights. I wanted to just have a nice group of my hoop ballers and the folks that I interact with on Twitter and other cappers and everything involved have like a little conference cup. Then I'll be doing it for the big tournament. I'll probably be trying to get that group filled up before Selection Sunday. So if you're interested, at Hootball Gaming, at D-A-L-E-007, just check it all out. Come join some of the fun. Get in on the premium stuff. Get in here on the Discord servers. Join the banter. College Basketball Thread, that channel is superb. I love that channel. We got some major winners in there too. I don't know, man. I shouldn't have brought we shouldn't have brought on all these new guys because they're just outshining me. Freaking Blake, I think he's almost hitting 60% or like probably is hitting 60% since he's joined. He's plus 15 units. We just had our golf pro, Mr. Campisi. He went and went 7-0-1 on his last tournament. Got Doug Reed at Mel's Dynasty, M-E-L-S Dynasty on Twitter. Just out there slinging winners. These guys hit on parlays, hockey, soccer, golf. First halves. Blake is a first half machine. Riley Sorbo, our props guy. Shout out to all you. Shout out to all yous. Y'all are killing it. Enriching the hoopball gaming culture here. Enriching the family. All right. With all that being said, we have a big day of games ahead of us. We have some conference tournaments. We got some spring training. We got some NBA stuff that's going to be happening because it's getting ready to ramp back up. Blake Griffin signed with the Nets. So expect a lot of veteran buyouts. Expect some trades to happen here soon. Keep your eyes peeled. Get your fantasy basketball antidotes and what you need from us. Award-winning content. Check it out. Free or premium or both. As always, I am sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. Once more, I am Devin Ellington at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. I was your host. Will be your host. Except tomorrow, we'll have events at VM Center. Also, go follow Troy at Troy Markowski at Dwayne The Rock Johnson or at Dwayne The Rock J. You'll find him. Guy's almost hitting 60% for NBA this year in wager pass. He said that was his goal. I think he's going to do it. Guy's absolutely crazy. Go check all of our guys out. Make sure to leave those five-star reviews for us. Still running that giveaway. Submit a five-star review. Leave a few words, at least 10. I would like at least 10 on there. Um, Over at Apple Music, take a screenshot. Send it to either me or at Hootball Gaming or at Dan Bespris, B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Got a giveaway. Trying to give away some cash. Go get those five-star reviews in for us. Help us pop up and generate on more search stuff. All right, I've rambled enough. You already know what time it is. Time to say goodbye. So with that, so long and farewell. We will see you back on the next one. You be safe and take care.
This has been a hoop ball presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.